to the OZV Mark show and today I'm talking to you can introduce yourself now. Uh, Barbara Bersini. And uh, what uh, what do you do? I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, and what sort of things have you investigated? Um, I've done everything from private residences. I'm getting a really bad feedback. Years ago, if you was a pregnant 
lady, and um, he was had a baby out of a, let's say, wedlock, just to be polite. Wedlock? Uh, yeah. Be polite, I'm just being polite, I didn't want to say the other words. But um, they was put in asylums and that back in the 18th, 19th century. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, it's, it's quite sad, you know, the reasons why people would get locked away. I mean, stuff that we consider completely normal now. So I honestly, yeah, that would be probably the scariest place. That is the one place that I've actually, I can't even say I truly investigated that place because I had, within an hour of me being in the building, I had to leave and I couldn't go back. Is that because you felt uneasy or? I got attacked in the building. Something okay. punched me. It okay. took me to my knees. All right. Like a physical? Yes. Yeah. I, we, did a tour. We we went. We did a private investigation. There was about twenty of us there, if even that. And um, from the moment we started the tour, something just we went into this part of the building that's normally not open. Well, at the time it wasn't open to the public because the one tour guide had been there for years. So he's walking us through and talking to us, and I'm standing in the back of the group. And I heard a man say something. And I turned to the turned to my stepfather who was standing next to me and I said to him, I'm like, Was that you? And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Did you just say something to me? And he's like, No, I didn't say a thing to you. So we continue on with the tour and I start sweating, but it's like cold sweat. I'm not like hot from the building. I'm like it's like nervous sweat. We finished up with the tour, and my stepfather, who had been there before, was like, well, come on, me and you, I've been here, I know the building, we'll just walk around and start our investigating ourselves. Everybody else was still going on a tour of the rest of the building. I'm like, okay. So we start investigating, and we um, decided we were going to go to their Civil War unit. So we turned down, we go down into the first hallway to get back there, and I felt fine walking through there. We turned the corner to go down the next hallway, and as soon as my, as soon as I entered onto the ward, I started to shake real bad. The whole time I'm filming this on my camera, um, it was crazy because you could tell that I couldn't stop shaking. Like my camera wouldn't stabilize, and I actually had to stop at one point and just take a deep breath and try to gain my bearings because I'm shaking so bad. I knew there was something at the end of that hallway. I just couldn't tell what it was. And I continued on being the investigator that I am, and no sooner did I get to the end of the hallway, it was like something came out of a room, and it hit me so hard in the stomach, I went to my knees. Do you think it could have been like a... Poltergeist type of ghost, or some? Yeah, I'm not sure what it was, but I went, I went outside, tried to get myself grounded, tried to pull myself back together so I could go back in and finish the investigation. And the whole time I'm sitting outside of this building trying to get myself grounded, it felt like there was somebody in the building staring at me, and they were staring so hard that it felt like they were drilling holes into my head. I mean, it was that intense, and I kept turning around, looking, looking 
for somebody, I saw nothing. There was nobody in the windows. There was nobody, you know. So I ended up having to leave because I just, I couldn't continue on. I do want to go back there someday. But I know at that time I was not ready for that building. But it's they sense that something in, in you that you didn't realize, they, they, you know, they, they, they perceived that you had a fear. They picked up on that yeah. fear and they protected well, it's it. it's really funny because after, you know, I, t I told you I heard that man talk to me and I thought it was my stepdad. When I went back and listened to my audio, you distinctly hear a man say, I don't like you. Yeah, because I've heard so, yeah. yeah. I've heard I have an EVP of a man saying, I don't like you, and then you hear me go, huh, and then ask my stepdad, did you say something? Do you go along with the theory that a lot of people say that what we see, um, I can't remember the exact wording, is like it's like a, a video playing itself back? Um, <laughs> are you referring to um, a residual haunting? Yeah. Yeah, I have come into I've, um, a lot of that. I've experienced a lot of residual. I've experienced some intelligent. I've experienced some very, I wouldn't say demonic, but I would go with malevolent forces. Some very nasty stuff. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Because... It's like when you go past a certain building, or you go into a house, you go, oh, I don't want to be here. And you can't explain it, because I, I, I sometimes, I hear a voice, someone say, oh, Mark, or, and I turn around and I ask my wife and say, oh, did you just speak to me? No. It wasn't my, it isn't my stepson. So I think to myself, am I hearing voices, or is someone trying to talk to me? I just don't know, sometimes. Yeah. Well, I know um, my very first investigation that I did, I had gone into a place, it's here in Ohio, it's called Madison Seminary, and um, it was, I, had, I hadn't even officially joined a, the paranormal team that I was with at the time. I was kind of going as just like, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. And my stepdad was one of the um, co-founders of the team, so we go... We, they had been there a few times already. So we go into the building, and it felt fine, like, the entire time we were there. I didn't really feel anything, didn't, you know, pick up on anything, didn't really have any experiences. But it was just, it's interesting, because I have a, I like historic buildings, I like museums, things like that. They piqued my interest. So going in there was just fun for me. You come over here. At the end of the night, we're packing up, we're getting ready to leave, and it was me and one other investigator. And we were the last two in the building. We had, like, the last of the equipment to carry out. And we stopped by to tell the owner, to thank the owner for letting us come in and everything. And right after we leave the office, we're walking up, like, there's, like, these three stairs that separate one building from the other. So we're walking up the stairs, and I hear this woman sigh. I mean, it was, like, aww, like, she, almost like a woman, like, upset that we were leaving, or, you know, sad to see us go, or, it was really strange, and I hear this noise, and I just froze, I froze, because I didn't know if it was either investigator that 
was with me. I knew it wasn't me. So, and it was like, and the other investigator was a male. So I was like, I was like, was that you? And he's like, I thought it was you. And so we both heard it. It was auditory. We were able to hear this woman sighing as we were leaving the building. And it was like, at that moment, I was instantly hooked. And that was actually, it's funny, that actually happened seven years ago today. All right. I was yeah, say. today would actually, this is, it's seven years ago today that I went on my first investigation, so. Have you ever thought of coming over here? Because we've got loads of historical buildings. Oh my gosh, that's a dream of mine. A lot of my bucket list places are in the UK. Yeah. A lot of them. Maybe we've got quite a few, uh, cause obviously, because some yes. of our history predates yours, obviously. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> but, um, but we've got loads of, well, we, uh, here in Devon, we've got quite a few. So, you know, it, it's endless. But we've, I mean, we related, we also in Devon, we've got witches and obviously the King Arthur legend, uh, which is... Yeah, I am. Um, it's definitely a dream of mine to come over there one day, hopefully, <laughs> if I ever have the money. But, yeah, for now... um. I live in Ohio, so we do have a lot of great places here. Um, but I haven't, I mean, I, I have been lucky to actually get a couple, be able to investigate a couple of the places that were on my bucket list. So one of my big ones was Ohio State Reformatory, um, or the Old Mansfield Prison. If, have you ever seen the movie um, Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Yes, I have. This is the prison that that movie was filmed at. Good. Um, yeah. I've spent, I've been lucky enough to spend two nights in that prison. It is, it's like a castle. It's beautiful. And it's haunted. <laughs> um, my first night there, we were down in the, sol in the solitary confinement unit. Um, there was... Five of us, I think, standing around this one cell, and we had all our equipment laid out on the floor. <clears throat> we had, um, we had our EMF meters, digital recorders, flashlights, because I used to be really big on doing flashlight sessions, um, yeah. but it all varies depending on what kind of flashlight you're using. But, uh, we're standing around, I'm standing with my... The like, cell door was open, so I'm actually standing kind of in the cell with my hands, like, on the door of the cell. And I did some, I'm trying to remember what I did. I bent over, and it felt like somebody smacked my rear end. Oh. And my response was, you know, and I laughed, and I'm like, did, did you like that? And as soon as I said that, all my lights went off on all, on all the equipment. All the lights start going off. It was insane. So, yeah, apparently I, I found a, a ghost that liked women in the prison. Oh, I've never had, um, I didn't have anything negative happen there. It wasn't, it, I mean, I've heard a lot about women getting their hair pulled, getting hit, getting, you know, like, physically harmed. I've never had any of that happen there. I'm not sure why. Um, That's because they like you. Yeah, apparently. I do, but yeah, I'd say the scariest place I've ever been to would 
friends that were dating Luna Take Asylum because that's the only place that I've ever gone to that I've never even actually been able to investigate because of what happened in that building. But I do, like I said, I want to go back one day. Um, what, what I always ask people is because I think it's an important question. What do you think of people that are sceptical of what you do? I, I like sceptics. I believe we need more of them in this world. I think that, you know, um, we actually, um, I'm with, right now I'm with a team called Portal Paranormal. They're out of Michigan. They actually came to me and my stepdad and asked us to start a team, a charter team here in Ohio because we've worked with them so much. So we had actually posted something the other day about um, TV shows and how the TV shows, they're wonderful to watch. They're great if you want to learn about locations. But the problem is they have sensationalized things, and they've made more people, I think more people are apt to just believe that something's that a place is haunted, to believe that something that happens is caused by a ghost and they don't take that skeptical mind they don't because skepticism comes with you know knowing having actual knowledge in the scientific field knowing how to go through a house and debunk things when we do a home investigation we don't go in and just say okay your house is haunted and just start asking questions it's a process it's you know and that's what these people, people who watch these shows but have never actually investigated, never actually done this personally, they don't realize. You go into these houses, it's a combination of, you know, you get, you get the phone call from the person or you get a contact information. You contact this person. You do an over-the-phone interview. You get information from them about their house, about their building. You ask them, you know, from here on out, I need you to keep a log for me of anything that happens, break down the time it happened, the date, and exactly what you experienced. Then you start doing research. You start doing research on the property. You start doing research on the house. Anything that's happened there, you want to find out from who the past owners are, if there were any deaths in the house, if there's anything, you know, what the, what the ground is like that the house is built on. Then you go into these homes and you actually do an, an at-home interview. <clears throat> when you do this, you go in and you, we have, it's literally like six pages of questions that we ask these people um, about their religious beliefs, um, their physical health, mental health, emotional health. I mean, it, it, how many people live in the house? Is there, you know, teenagers in the house? Then you go from there. While we're there, we will do an actual walkthrough of the house. We'll take all their experiences and try to figure out if there's anything that can be debunked. Um, if they're saying a door opens on its own, we will try to get that door to open on its own by doing different things. Um, if they're talking about having, the, when they're in bed at night, they have hallucinations or they, they wake up and see a man over their bed and they, they can't get up. We check things. We check for EM. We do baseline EMF readings. I mean, we check everything. We, check, we basically go on a home inspection because there's a lot of things that people think are paranormal that can be explained away from the reason your door opens is because when you close this door, it creates a vacuum. Or the reason you're having these bad dreams is because you have, you're sleeping in an EMF field. 
Um, the reason you feel paranoid in your basement and you feel like somebody's watching you is because your basement is basically a fear cage. The Because the EMF readings are so high. So there's a lot of things that can be explained away. And when people go to that whole, you know, oh, it's paranormal, it's paranormal, it's paranormal, it, it, it becomes a problem. You need to have, you, that's why there needs to be skeptics, because there needs to be people who are, want to go out there and prove that i don't want to say so much that it, the paranormal doesn't exist but if people know that what they're experiencing isn't paranormal sometimes that eases their mind a lot of times you know when you start thinking your house is haunted and it th that causes you to not want to sleep so well that causes you to worry but if it's something like a simple fix like oh well you just need to you know get a hold of your electric company and have these wires taken care of and you won't experience this stuff anymore that puts them at ease no but that's, sometimes yeah. it doesn't some people they don't want to hear that their house isn't haunted they don't want to hear that there's nothing paranormal going on they, no, no. because they just they, they they want proof they need to believe and it's sad because there's other ways of be finding that proof and believing besides trying to think your house is haunted. It's also really sad when there's parents that are so strong in believing that their house is haunted and they have young children. And now their children are, like, scared. And there's no reason for the children to be scared. So I really believe that we need more skeptics. Oh, my okay. I mean, I, I'm also into the... I don't know if you've ever heard of cryptozoology. You know? oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, I live in Ohio. We, oh. have, the, we have the grass man. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, um, we, um, I, and I find... I question everything. everything anything, um, if I research something, I go... I look at all the evidence, and I make my own conclusion if I believe it or not. Other people, yes. other people might disagree with it, but I don't go around saying, "Oh, you're wrong," because I think that that's not right. Because whatever, it's like reading anything. You can. I was taught at school, right? Let's say the Bible, for an instance, right? You can take a chapter out of the Bible, and I can read it a certain way that makes you believe it says that a certain thing. Or says something, and it doesn't say that. It's just that I've taken certain certain phrases out of concept. It's all. It's all a matter of perception. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's how you want to perceive things. Yeah. But it does. That's the one thing that bothers me, though. Like I said, is when you go into these houses where there are young children, and the parents have the children frightened for no reason. Yeah. I have a son. He's fourteen. You know, and he he's into the paranormal. We lived in a, our, our old house that we lived in. It was haunted. There were things going on there. I was the one who was skeptical and didn't want to believe it. When my son would come to me and say, Mommy, I'm seeing little kids or I'm talking to these kids. And I tell him, you know, okay, sure you are. And he talked to me about seeing like this black mass over his closet, his bedroom. And I would basically explain it away with, well, you've watched too much Scooby-Doo. Because he'd always describe it like if you've ever watched Scooby-Doo at the beginning of the yeah, yeah, I know, original Scooby-Doo, Scooby the yeah. bats flying out yeah. of the cave. That's yeah. what it sounded like when he'd tell me about it. So I was like, you just watched too much Scooby-Doo. I just, you know, I'd always, I, I never wanted him, when he 
started to come into his own and started to like be able to express this stuff to me and talk to me about it, he wasn't fearful of it, which is a good thing because it's not something to be afraid of. It, but you have to. But it's you have to know that you're talking about something you don't fully understand. I don't think anybody can fully understand the paranormal. Um, to be fair, no matter, no, who, who, how long you've been doing this, no matter how long you've, how many investigations you've been on, I don't care if you've been on a TV show, if you've had your own show, you will never, nobody will ever fully understand the paranormal, and that's why, you know, it's a pseudoscience, that's why nobody really looks at parapsychology if you have a degree in it, it's, you can't really do anything with it. Because there's no, the scientific field doesn't have a firm grasp of what it is. Because it's the afterlife. There's no, and see, this is funny, because I, like I said, people say that I'm a medium. I, I, and I can't talk to them. I can't hear them. But I'm also a skeptic. Are you supposed to be both? Because then if you are hearing something... You think, is, is it oh, something I'm worried about, or is it someone actually trying to say something to me that's important? And that's the thing, and I, so I, I had to learn when I was doing my on investigations, if I heard something, I would repeat it, because usually if I heard it and I repeated it, then it, somebody would pick it up on recorder, and Nine times out of ten, when I'd say what I was hearing, you would either hear you would hear it either speaking directly over me, or right before I'd repeat, I'd basically repeat what I just heard, but nobody else hear, would hear it, but they'd get it on their recorders. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I've all, I work. I mean, everybody's different, and like I said, I don't. I, I like using my equipment. But as far as my favorite piece of equipment is myself, um, it's what I'm sensing. It's what I'm picking up on. If I feel that something isn't right, I know that I need to get out of that building or I need to get out of that area of the building. Um, and a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people like, you know, oh, it's my stomach. It's something I ate. It's. Not, you know, it's nothing that I should be worried about. There's nothing here. And a lot of people end up putting themselves in danger because of that. Have you got any links to your group? If anybody would like to contact you, your end about yeah, it. Um, you can go to our, we have a Facebook page. It's Portal Paranormal Society, Ohio Chapter. Yeah. And then our, our main Facebook page also is Portal Paranormal Society. And people can contact you there, obviously, from yes, America. Yes, they can contact, they can go there, or they can go to portalparanormalsociety.com. That's our, our, um, our webpage. Yeah. And you can contact us through there also. Okay. I've enjoyed this and show. We serve, we serve Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana, and part of Pennsylvania. Huh. I think we've been, uh, uh, um, I've enjoyed our little chat. I do thank you for. I, I, I do appreciate you spending your time, um, and giving up your time to talk to me. I do appreciate that. 
What I should do is send you the link as straight as, uh, straight away as I can. It shouldn't take me too long. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, thank you. That's all right, no problem. Uh, have a good day. You too, thanks. Thank you, bye. Bye.